0: Hey besties, do y'all want a name? Should I give y'all a name? Let me know if y'all want a name, but for now, hey besties, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Young Hot Ebony Pert. I'm your host, Imani. I hope you are all doing very well. Hmm, Let's check in with me. I'm doing good. I'm trying my best to be productive. And not beat myself up when I'm not the most productive. But, you know, I'm just trying to use my time wisely and be more intentional with my time. And do it now. Do the thing. Just do it. That, that's really funny that I say that because, fun fact... I'm recording most of my episodes in my sister's closet, and she's a sneakerhead, so I'm literally staring at so many damn Nike boxes and, like, sneakers, and I see the just do it and the swoosh and all that, so so that's really funny that I say that, but enough of my check-in. As you can tell by the title, today, we are doing an ode A letter to the suburban black girls. I see you. I am you. And I am here to validate you and your experiences. Everything that I say is my experience. I hate when people are like, oh, you're bashing. Oh, you're a bitter black. Because I'm speaking my truth. My truth is my truth, and I'm going to speak on it, so that's what I'm going to do, okay? Okay, so first, I want to, you know, just tell you guys a little about me. Low-key, this episode is kind of healing my 18-year-old self, so I just want to kind of paint the picture of my 18-year-old self with you, so backstory i'm from a small town right outside of baltimore city um and i'm from pretty much a white area i'm from the suburbs and like grade school and stuff i went to like a pretty diverse school for um elementary and middle school and then when i went to high school i had to well I basically had to, my mom wouldn't let me go to my home school. I went to um, a technical school where you had to apply and get in and there was people from all over the county. And I walked into that school and got culture shock. Okay. That was my first time ever seeing, you know, guys wearing clothes with Confederate flags on them or having Confederate flags on the back of their trucks and wearing steel toe boots and camo and i graduated high school in 2017 so i was in that school during the rise of trump y'all if if you know you know if you went to a white school during the rise of trump you saw how that shift but this ain't this ain't about trump and the whites but you saw it you saw it we saw it you see me i see you we saw it okay so Yeah, I went to that school and it just, it was the worst. Like, I really scrubbed my brain clean of everything before college because it was just the worst. Like, being in that environment was really hard for me. And I really, I I would beg my mom to let me transfer back to my homeschool and she literally refused and... It was it was just so hard because I was a very impressionable young girl and I would always equate people's perception of me to my self-worth and stuff like that. So when it came to my self-esteem and the view of myself, it was basically based on what other people thought of me. So in that time and going while going to that school, it was... You're pretty for a black girl. You're pretty, but I don't date black girls. Oh, or even, not even you're pretty, but like, oh, I don't date black girls. It, it was to the point, and this was from everybody. This was from the white boys. This was from the black guys, Asian dudes. Literally everybody was giving me the, oh, you're cute for a black girl. You're cute, but I don't date black girls. Have you seen yourself? You're black type vibes. And it's not even being impressionable. Just hearing that over and over and over again, you start to believe it. You you start to believe, okay, I, maybe I'm not pretty. And, and hearing that over and over again and getting that rejection over and over again, it got to the point where I would look at a guy, I would think he's attractive. And instantly, he doesn't date black girls, is dead, and, and stop myself from having a crush right there. Like, or stop myself from even pursuing my crushes. Like, I would just have crushes in my head and would never pursue it or never tell anybody because I already knew the answer. I already knew what it was going to be. So my self-esteem, trash. My view of myself, trash. I was the only black girl on the field hockey team. To be honest, I feel a little bit robbed of, like, black coming-of-age things because, like... I was really I was in these suburban schools fighting for my life, y'all. I'm in these this white school on the first week, all I'm doing is answering questions about my hair. I just had Senegalese twists. Like it, it did it was not even all that. And the whole first week I'm getting asked about my hair. Somebody asked me if I ever seen somebody get shot. I'm from the suburbs. I'm. Fr- Why would I have seen anyone get shot in my town? What makes my town different from your town? Now I'm not gonna hold you. In recent years, my town is starting to get a little girl. but back then, no, I ain't seen nobody get shot. What? Are, what are you even saying? So, yes, self-esteem, trash, swag, <laughs> no swag. <laughs> no swag i'm gonna tell you about my swag in a second but no swag no juice no like black people are cool i was not cool <laughs> it just did get. so that was that on that about that so now i'm going to validate my k-pop girlies okay stand the fuck up black k-pop stands from mm, 2015 to 2017 that was that was my k-pop area uh not area k-pop era stand the fuck up if you were on black k-pop twitter during that time because if you were i love you I bangs with you, you always have a place in my heart because so many of those people, so many of those girls related, like, we all related to each other. We would go on social media, we would go on Twitter because I had a whole K-pop Twitter account. Okay, I'm exposing myself. Saranghae boy. If you know, you know, and I hope you don't know. <laughs> but, um, yes, on K-pop Twitter, like, During them Black Selka days, like, I learned to love myself through Black K-pop Twitter. I learned that I was beautiful. I did not feel that I was beautiful until joining Black K-pop Twitter and doing Black Selka days and having girls just, quote, my tweet and reply to my tweet and just speak so much love into me and, and tell me how beautiful I am and how pretty I am and everything like it was we spoke so much love into each other and I know for sure I read one tweet like this where she was saying that like black K-pop twitter it was the only space that made her feel beautiful that was the only time that she ever heard you're pretty you're beautiful you're this, you're that, because it was always negative. It was always the opposite. So, like I said, when you keep hearing that, oh, you're pretty for a black girl, you're cute, but I don't date black girls, da 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 da, and being in a space where the beauty standard is a European beauty standard, you cannot compete with a beauty standard. That's not even set up for you. You cannot try to compare yourself to the European beauty standard and you're not European. The European beauty standard said that no lips is hot. I wish you could see my face right now thinking no lips is hot. Any whom. So ha- hearing that and, and, and living that, it's not even just hearing it, hearing that and living that day in and day out it really does something to your self-esteem but k black k-pop twitter was who esteemed me and validated me and you know really spoke love and light into me so if you were on black k-pop twitter back in the days i bangs with you i fucks with you like we're here so yes overview of 18 year old imani she had no self-esteem no self-love she didn't think she was pretty which I look back at pictures of myself like I look back at um my picture from you know field hockey season I was really so cute y'all like I have always been so cute but you couldn't have told me that you I, I would I would not have thought that with the environment that I was in and the things that I was being told and the things that I believed from the things that I was being told. But yes, 18 year old me, no self-love, n- low self-esteem, um, trying to fit in to a crowd that's not even for me. No juice, no swag, no nothing. I was, <laughs> I was green as hell. <laughs> but that was 18 year old me. And now we reached the part where my life started changing. I cannot thank my HBCU enough. I really can't. Going to a HBCU legitimately changed my life. It changed my mindset. It changed my outlook on things. It changed literally everything for me from day one. Story time. So, my first day at Morgan, well, no, it was Admitted Students Day at Morgan. And it was my first time on campus. And it just so happened to also be a Kappa Day party right after Admitted Students Day. So, I snuck off with a couple of people who like currently attended Morgan and I hit up the day party with them. Mind you, y'all. Let me paint the picture for you. Let me set the scene. I was wearing a red cropped hoodie with a cheeseburger on it and damn near Capri's. They weren't capri's. They were a little bit shorter than Capri's. But I don't I don't even know the word for long shorts. I don't think they're gauchos. I don't remember what the word is for long ass shorts. But they were some long shorts and a cropped hoodie with a cheeseburger on it. When I say no juice, no juice. That's what I pulled up to the Kappa Day party with. So I pulled up and when I tell you that day changed my outlook on beauty forever. I spent that entire day party doing nothing but walking around and complimenting every girl I saw I had literally never seen so many beautiful, beautiful, beautiful women in so many different shades, and shapes, and styles. Like you had the the emo girls, then you had the the baddie, like the IG baddie look, the the you know thick sunglasses and the furry slides. Then you had the the bald girls, like girls was baddies and they were bald like I had never even seen stuff like that like so I spent that entire day party just going around and complimenting every girl I saw and just was oh my god you're so pretty you're so pretty you're so pretty and I remember being at that day party and thinking to myself I want to be like them I want to be like them like I want to be a baddie at the day party with the fat sunglasses and the furry slides and the sun dresses like I want to be like them I'm going to be Jada and I'm going to be them like so that day really changed my outlook on beauty because I one I had never seen that many beautiful people in one setting and two I had, like I had never seen that many fat asses. I had forgot that asses could be fat. And I like I just was so shook that I was surrounded by so much beauty and so much assery and then I go back to school in these flat ass no lip dog smelling when it rains. Feet always out as people telling me that I'm not pretty, that they wouldn't date me because of whoop de whoop. That day uh just changed my life, and I remember I went back to my high school and like every day I just was like I can't wait to get back to Morgan. It was great, like I just I hated every second back in my high school after I went to Morgan, but yes. That's a little bit about 18-year-old me. I was green and going to Morgan, even just that one day, changed my outlook on everything. And now, five years later, I'm now 23. Yes, I'm now 23. Um, I went through my matriculation and not too long ago, I reflected Actually, I just I went to um a day party, not too long ago, and like I was walking through, and there was so many. It was the guys for me. Like it's one thing for the girls to to tell me I'm beautiful or I'm pretty, but it was the guys saying like, "Oh nah, you fly as shit." Like, and they was not they weren't even like complimenting, like well they were complimenting my looks, but they were like like nah you fly as shit. Like oh nah you you really fly as shit. And, like, just walking around that day party, I realized I'm her. I'm exactly—me, five years later, is exactly who I wanted to be five years ago. And I just think of all the changes that I went through. And, like I said, even just the mindset changes. Like, my brain doesn't even think of a Caucasian. Like, if you if you were to tell me about a person— I will automatically, in my head, picture that person as black. Like, and and it's just something that you just, it's just the little things. It's just the little things. So throughout my experience at Morgan and my matriculation, just being in that area, in that environment where, like, I just felt so normal and so seen and I was never in other, like, I don't know about y'all, but the HBCU experience was everything I never knew I needed. I never knew, well, especially after Trump, you know, became a thing and the white people started getting real bold, real bold. That And that was f- crazy because, um, what was that, January 6th or whatever? I seen this happen in my high school. It, it I saw that shift happen in my high school so seeing those people run all up and through the white house or whatever building that was that they ran all up and through I was not surprised by that because I literally seen that boldness happen damn near overnight at my high school but that's besides the point after that experience I realized you know how uncomfortable I was but before then I never realized that I have been feeling uncomfortable my whole life. Even the whole sitting in class and we're talking about slavery and not a whole class side eyeing me. Or I come in and my hair is different and now that's a talking point for 10 minutes. Literally, one day in class, I was just like chatting and I was like, oh, like, you know, Imani, I was like, I don't think my name's like that black. And literally, the teacher, I look up and the teacher's nodding his head and he's like, yes, it is. Your name is very black. And then proceeds to put on the whiteboard. Well, first Google and then put on the projector. The top five whitest and blackest names. And Imani was number one. I'm telling you, or I didn't stand for the pledge. And I literally had like I was ostracized for not standing for the pledge pledge. So. This is all post-Trump. Like I said, before Trump era, I never knew that I literally had never felt comfortable or that I never felt 100% comfortable. I could never be my true self, my 100% self, even wearing colored hair. I did not wear colored hair until I left high school because I did not want the judgment of looking ratchet because you know for them and their beauty standards it's blonde brunette ginger or nothing so like I was saying the HBCU experience was literally so 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 life changing for me. I was I'm gonna say for me and changing my whole thought process and way of seeing beauty it just mm, I can't I, I can't thank Morgan State enough I really can't and if you know me if you really know me you know how much I have changed throughout my matriculation this is not you know a uh, and I love Morgan episode but Yes, I just wanted to paint the picture of 18 year old me and hopefully some of you can relate and your experience is validated by knowing that someone else also went through the same thing and also, you know, had the same thoughts. So um, the first part of this episode was me painting the picture of the girl that I was five years ago and now this part i have some affirmations for 18-year-old me but also for any young suburban black girls listening just really listen to these words and repeat them to yourself listen to this as many times as you need to because this is not only healing my you know younger self or my child my inner child but This could also heal some of you. So, let's get started on these affirmations, shall we? You are beautiful. White people wouldn't know beauty if it slapped them in the damn face. You are beautiful. Do not let boys' opinion of you diminish your self-worth. Go to an HBCU. (laughs) Some people might not like that one, but please, if you can, if you can afford to, please go to an HBCU. It is an experience that you never knew you needed. People's opinion of you means nothing, especially when said people peak in high school. You are a late bloomer, and that's okay. High school is such a small speck in this life, such a small speck. And everyone who was lit and cute and hot in high school peaked there. Being the token black girl is not a flex. I was the only black girl on the field hockey team and i you would have thought I was flexing for days. It's not a flex. It's not the flex you think it is. You're not pretty for a black girl. You are pretty. In fact, black girls are the prettiest. They are the blueprint. And like I mentioned before, whites wouldn't know beauty if it punched them in the face. They may not date black girls now, but they will for sure hit you up throughout college because, like I said, they peaked in high school and you probably started glowing up after. So, yeah. Life is beautiful outside of your hometown. Please, Go see more things than your little suburbs. Self-love is the best love. Give yourself all the love that you need if you can. Please give yourself all the love that you are looking for and validation that you are looking for in other people. Give that to yourself looking for validation in people who don't understand you and who like whose worldview literally like leaves you out you're you're just setting yourself up for failure you're just setting yourself up for disappointment and setting yourself up to be hurt so all the love that you are looking for and validation that you are looking for in other people, please do your best to give to yourself. Listen to affirmations on YouTube. I never realized until I listened to an I am affirmation that telling myself that, you know, I am strong and i am beautiful and i am a good daughter a good friend a good this like my first time doing an i am affirmation i bawled my eyes out because i realized i had never said these things to myself so i am affirmations try it out and one last and final time you are beautiful it is not no, you're pretty for a black girl. You're this for a this. You're beautiful. Point blank period. You break every scale. You tip over every scale. You are her. Please understand. You are her. You always have been her. You just need to really dig within yourself and just validate and affirm yourself because looking for that in other people is where you mess up and is why hearing it's everyone else's voices in your head that you're hearing when you are believing that you aren't pretty or believing that you aren't worthy of something replace that with your voice replace that with with affirmations like even if the affirmation being i'm the baddest bitch even if the affirmations are Flo millie's discography that works too so that's all i have for you today i don't want to keep you too 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 long but just for all my suburban black girls out there and this does not mean pg cuz i know there's going to be people out there like oh well i'm black but i can't relate because i we're not talking about you for all my suburban black girls out there i really hope that this episode spoke to you that you feel validated and that you feel seen cuz that's really the point of this podcast like i just want to share my story to validate someone else and so that someone else can feel seen and heard and understood. I see you, I hear you, I understand you for all my black K pop fans, I don't know about them now. I feel like now they might be, you know, a little crazy, but twenty fifteen through twenty seventeen era I fucks with y'all like y'all really did y'all were the first ones to make me feel beautiful and I can't thank you guys enough but yeah y'all like you're the shit I I feel like I'm cussing a lot in this episode but you're the shit y'all like you're the shit and it doesn't matter what anyone has to say I think maybe things are different With like social media, because black culture is getting stolen and being turned into quote unquote internet talk or internet culture and stuff like that, or like the TikTok era where I'm seeing people of all different races with baby hairs and waist beads. I think it might be a little different now, but again. The girls that get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. And I'm glad you don't get it. But the girls that get it, we got it. (laughs) I'm here for you. But if you made it to the end, I really, really, really appreciate you. I love you. I thank you for your support. I hope you are having a grand day night, whatever time you're listening to this, what are you doing? Like, are you, are you running? Are you cleaning? Are you driving? What are you doing? (laughs) I hope you're enjoying whatever you're doing right now. And I will see you in my next episode. See you later.